0: welcome back to my podcast. I hope you are all having a great week and are getting excited for festivals and life in general to start back up again because it looks like we are starting to open up. It's pretty crazy. I can't believe it's been exactly a year since this all started. Like, it's just so crazy. And it's been such a long yet short year it's wild. And I still do not understand why everyone was buying toilet paper. I I don't know. <laughs> I will never understand that. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so this week I wanted to discuss the history of house music. I've been wanting to make this episode for a while now because, I don't know, house music has been around for a while and <laughs> I just thought it would be cool to talk about the history of it because it's house music is all over the the world and then there's also so many different subgenres of it it's just a very interesting music genre so I just kind of wanted to talk about it <laughs> so let's get into it house music stems from disco music from the underground clubs in Chicago and New York from the late 70s The whole club scene in general really came from the 70s, and DJs were always looking for new ways of mixing their sets to keep people dancing. Club DJs were coming up with new ways to edit, mix, and remix records. During this time is when DJs started to become not only DJs, but producers, composers, remixers, all the above. They did everything. (laughs) Because of a lot of new innovations of creating music this is how house music really started. DJs took house music to the next level by incorporating synthesizers, samplers, effects processors, and drum machines, which is what introduced the consistent 4-4 tempo that house music tends to have. So the increase of music technology is really what allowed DJs to put more variety and different sounds into the music they were creating. So we can thank music technology for basically creating house music. Kind of. (laughs) So the unique sound of house music emerged from Chicago. And the name house music most likely came from a Chicago club called The Warehouse. So people started to sell these records and market them as like As played at the warehouse, which eventually got shortened to house music. By the mid 80s, house music started to spread to new locations like Detroit and Europe. And with the spread of house music, subgenres of house music started to emerge like deep house and acid house. House music became Europe's most popular music genre. House music has been around for a a long time and has really changed throughout the years with the advancement of new technology. New subgenres are also always coming up with new artists. I know when I first started listening to house music, my favorite subgenre was, like, Deep House and then Bass House. And Bass House is, like, Jaws, you know? So, it's just, like, pretty crazy how many subgenres of house music there are. And, like, I would try to name them all, but I... Honestly, think I cannot. <laughs> there's just so many different genres and like I keep wanting to make an episode about all the different genres of electronic music, but <laughs> that's just like there's too many. There's absolutely too many because when we're talking genres, there's also like a bunch of like subgenres to each genre of music, like house music. Like they have deep house, acid house, bass house, you know? Like it's a lot. <laughs> um yeah it's just it's pretty crazy about how many sub of house music in general like specifically there are and then some genres of like house music are even like specific to the loca- like location like house music in the united states versus like european house music is like very different just like with dubstep it's like united states dubstep is a lot different than like uk dubstep it's completely different style, but they're both dubstep. And I've talked about that before in some earlier episodes, so if you want more information about that, I I can't remember what episode I talked about it in, but I know I have talked about, like, UK dubstep and then United States dubstep, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, that's, like, my little short kind of history lesson about house music. I know it wasn't very long, but it was kind of hard to find a lot of information. I only found, like, a couple good articles that really, like, told me the history. But basically, like, house music really did stem from disco music and, like, that's when, like, the club scene really started to pop up, like, in the 70s from disco, you know, the discos. (laughs) So, the club scene really started to take off and then DJs, you know, they were just looking for new ways to make music and then with new technology, they started, you know, experimenting and then house music was born. It's pretty crazy. And I think the, like how house music became like house music, I thought that was kind of a cool little fact about how it was based on like a club in Chicago. I had no idea. So that was like pretty cool to learn about. Um, so yeah, that was my little history lesson of the week. I will most likely do more of these because I find it very interesting and hopefully you do too. So you can expect more of these little history lessons. I'm not sure what I'm going to do next week, but maybe I'll do one on dubstep, but I feel like I always talk about dubstep (laughs) and bass, (laughs) but I think you guys by now should know that dubstep and bass are like my favorite music, so you better get used to it. Um, so before I end this week's episode, there are a few things that I did want to talk about. So it really does look like festivals and events might start to happen in September. Life is Beautiful released tickets and is all set to go for their September dates. Ubi Doobie seems like they are also full steam ahead with their April festival. I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but... Ubi-doobies in Texas, and Texas is, like, 100% open. They they do not have any restrictions. They don't even have a mask mandate. Like, they, Texas does not care. So, I guess we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's pretty crazy. It's next month. Like, holy crap. I, I don't know. I guess we shall see. We'll see how everything unfolds and see if they end up canceling, which I kind of don't think they will because UbiDubi has been standing their ground this entire time, and they have been promoting UbiDubi in April, like literally since the pandemic started. They have not given up, so (laughs) I I honestly really think it is going to happen, and I guess we will see what happens. I'm not really sure if they're having any special like covid precautions i do think ubi dobi is requiring masks um because i know the insomniac festival that's happening in florida like the two-day like house event i think it's like house i'm pretty sure it's house music they are requiring like masks and they're trying to like still like Follow guidelines as best as they can. Um, but as for Ubi Doobie. I'm not entirely sure. What their protocols are going to be. But whatever. I mean. I, I'm obviously not going. Because it's next month. And I I don't have enough time to plan that. <laughs> and yeah. I just. I don't know. It's weird. And then. Just Today excision made an announcement about proceeding as planned with lost lands and base canyon i am so glad i kept my ticket and like ohio announced that they are like basically opening up as well um i'm not too sure about their specifics of like their covid rules and opening up i don't think they're as like open as texas is um but ohio is open They're allowing outdoor events, festivals, blah, 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 and Lost Lands is in Ohio, so we'll see. I'm not going to buy a plane ticket yet or book an Airbnb yet because, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure yet. It's still pretty far away, like what, end of September is when Lost Lands is. We still have like six months to go, but I already asked for the time off, so hopefully... You know, at least I'll get that out of the way. But as for, like, buying a flight and Airbnb, I think this time I'm going to probably wait to the last, (laughs) like, probably the, like, week or two before. I don't know, because Airbnb really screwed a lot of people when it came to, like, canceling their Airbnbs and shit. So, I don't really want to lose out on a couple hundred dollars because it gets canceled, you know? So... I'm going to play it safe. I think that's all we can do at this point. Play it safe. Play it smart. Don't plan too far ahead. Because things can change in a second. So. I wish I had more advice for you guys about planning for these future events. But I really... I I don't know. It's really hard to to say. Because, I mean... They were wanting events to happen in, like, April and May. And some of those events, like, already got canceled. Like, freaking Ultra, which I... <gasps> it's very weird because we're getting, like, mixed signals. Because Ultra canceled. But I honestly think Ultra itself is probably just not going to come back in general. Ultra has always been having issues with Miami and Miami's government which I don't really understand why because Ultra is like one of their biggest events like granted they have like Miami Music Week but like Ultra is part of that so if they cancel Ultra like all together I think that's really stupid on their part I don't know it's just it's a messy situation with Ultra and I, I kind of don't think Ultra is gonna come back but We'll see. I know people are really pissed because Ultra is not giving refunds for anyone and like they, they cancelled until 2022. Or excuse me. Postponed. Ugh, whatever. See, they're using the word postponed so that they don't have to give people their money back. That's what a lot of festivals ha- were doing in the beginning. Is saying like, oh, we're postponing. It's like, um, if you're postponing till next year, it's canceled like it is canceled for this year like if it's an event that happens every year like lost lands life is beautiful like coachella what you know what i mean if they're like it was canceled it was basically canceled but they're not saying it's canceled because they don't want to give people their money back and that's how they've been screwing people this entire time so let's all play it safe don't put too much money into these festivals yet like, if you want, you can buy a ticket. Like if it's something that you want to go to like in the future, like like for me, like I saved my lost lands ticket because I knew like I was gonna end up going eventually again. So if it's something like that, I definitely recommend like keeping your ticket or at least buying one because at least you'll have it for like whenever they do come back. So let's play it safe, you guys. Make sure to read the fine print in everything. Read the fine print of your hotels, your Airbnbs, flights too, like let's maybe not buy from third parties because you might lose out on a lot of money. So, let's just play it safe and I don't know. We're we're in this together. <laughs> we're all learning about what's going on at the same time. We're all in this together, so we shall see how this all goes. But I really hope all goes according to plan because I would love to go to Lost Lands in September. Oh my gosh. Lost Lands is my favorite, clearly. If you don't know me by now. <laughs> Anyways, that is all I have for you this week. I am sorry for that rant, but I feel like it was something that I wanted to, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it. Sorry if I was ranting sorry not sorry whatever (laughs) so i hope you guys all have a fabulous rest of your week and a great weekend follow me on instagram at dj underscore soups and i will talk to you guys next week